Are you curious? So are we. Are you funny? Well, we might be too. So why don't you get on in here? Place is filling up. Get a seat now. Come on in. And enjoy yourself today with the podcast for Empathy and Imagination. My name is Aubrey. And I am Drew Clark. I would like to acknowledge you for being here today, for listening to the podcast for Empathy and Imagination. We'd like to thank you just for being here. That is all. If you wish to contribute to this podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. One of the ways is you can go online to YouTube. Give us a thumbs up or like Empathy and Imagination. Also, you can go to Patreon.com. There's a way to give monetary, monetarily there for the podcast for Empathy and Imagination. Also, you can just call in here on the show and uh, get the number on the screen. Numbers on the screen. Call right now. Call, call, call. Folks, this podcast doesn't just run on dreams. I mean, it does run on dreams, but it doesn't just run on dreams. It also runs on support from our community members, including Zeist Digital, Z-I-C-E-D dot net, Zeist dot net. Zeist Digital can literally do anything in technology you could possibly imagine. There is no limits. There's small jobs of just setting up a printer and large jobs like designing a complex of technology and everywhere in between. Z-I-C-E-D.net for all your technical needs with computers and wires. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Clark Pool and Spa. If you're in the Contra Costa area and you have a pool or a hot tub that needs any kind of routine maintenance or repair, please go to ClarkPoolSpa.com. That's ClarkPoolSpa.com. And check out. I'll give you a quote. It'll be super cool. Done by yours truly. Thank you, folks. Okay, I think that's our ad copy. Um, uh, Aubrey, are we ready to kick this baby off? I think so. Phone numbers on the screen right now. It goes 510-859-4173. One more time, it's 510-859-4173. Wow. Holy crap. Okay. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, Glad to, the show. to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. So let's do the check-in, right? I'll check in. All right, you go. Feeling pretty great. We just did a bike ride, and uh feels good to get back on the old steed. And in the nice weather, uh, so I'm feeling really good about that. Um, recording, I'm recording with the Yacht Rock Band tomorrow. It's just an amateur recording sesh that <coughs> we're going to do ourselves. But I'm psyched for that. Doing a lot of recording. We'll probably record later today. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy to be here. Nice. I like happy. Happy's good. That's my check-in. That's your check-in? All right, cool. Nice job checking in there, buddy. Can I hear like a dinging noise or something? Oh, yeah. Checked in. Okay, now, oh. I'm, ch- now I'm checked in. All right. Whew. I'm feeling pretty good. Also, man, it's like now second week in a row we've done the bike ride before the podcast. I feel that's a 
a good move for many junctures. I feel like it prepares us for the bike order warriors as well as like putting us in a good state of mind for the podcast. It's a good system. Mm-hmm. But with the, you know, yeah, it's, it is. It feels good. It's easy to do. Mm. It's fun going way faster than most people up hills. <laughs> That's really fun. Doesn't that feel weird? I mean, to me, I, that, that felt really good. We were, we're just riding up Pomona, going over the bridge real quick. No big deal. And there was a bunch of people out there cycling, and they were older, but we were going, like, a lot faster than they were. And that for some, just Up felt good. Yeah. I don't know. what is felt good, not in a competitive way. It's not competition. It's, like per- it's like my competition. I'm like, oh, I'm going faster. Right, right. I'm trying to go fast because I'm training right now for a longer ride, like, so I can push harder because yeah. I'm not going that long today, you know. And we did good time on the last hill, too. The yeah. JNL second to last sort of hill, the JNL Market Hill. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually, I yeah. A lot of times, like I'll stop on that hill, or I'll walk some ways of that. So it felt good to not do that. I was just like, I'm gonna power through it, man. Just kick its ass. Yeah, yeah. We got helicopters visiting us outside. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, audience can hear that, but yeah. So I feel that feels good. Um, I feel good about the farm, and I. Uh, later, I have a garden update in video form for everyone. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's really busy at work. It's in, And that's uh, that's a good feeling, but it's also stressful. You know, like Clark Pool and Spa, getting a lot of calls. A lot of people have broken stuff right now and are wanting service. Because summertime's rolling around and they're yeah. checking their tubs. and. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of green pool cleanup. And I just replaced a pump for somebody, and then we tried to vacuum their pool but their filter blue, so it's like, meh, meh. Huh. Well, the helicopter really sounds like it's like a, over the house. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear that at home, but it's pretty intense here. Anyway, yeah, so my check-in is we had a brew day last night also. That was super cool. And we're drinking the Pliny the Elder clone we brewed on 420. That's what this is. Oh, cheers to that, friend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who, uh... How many people were there last night? Uh, last night, it was just the three of us. Kind of the core gang. Jim Lubinsky, Chris, I don't know his last name, and myself. It was good. We uh, we brewed a Citra clone on my, or a Citra pale ale thing. Just kind of a thing, you know, a very basic kit. But it was all grain this time. Because we did it on my brand new Robo Brew. Okay. Shout out to mom. She was on the show a couple years ago. Shout yes. out to uh, Donna Evans for, I would say, nearly one of the coolest gifts I've ever received in the machine format from my mom so far has been the Robo Brew, mm. third generation. I've been wanting well, a machine like exactly? this. This machine is, it's basically a hot tub in tiny format. Is what it is, for beer. Mm-hmm. So there's a, beer. there's a there's a, a green pipe, which really means that there's the main boiler has an internal thing and a false bottom. So when you're the grains are in there, but then you pull them out and you twist it, and there's these little feet, and it sits over the first pot. So you have all you have the mash and the boil in the same vessel. So the sparge has to come from an external water source, but that's you know you just heat up a kettle over the stove, pour it over that, and then everything, it's all into one thing. Mm. So cleanup is like half the time or less. Um, it's self-sanitizing because everything's boiling, going through the thing. Right. And we used uh, a, like a chiller 
pretty cool. It comes with a chiller. So it's this coil of stainless steel, and we dip that in a bowl of ice and run the beer through it, and then it goes back in, and then we're measuring it. And once it reaches a certain temperature, we just put we just point that at the carboy. Huh. There's like so many less steps. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's fucking not like having another person come over to help you. And you're lift, like lifting lift up the bucket, a bit, yeah. And hold this yeah. up and all. It's like there's a fucking pump, man. And pump goes wherever you want it to go. That's great. So I had a we had a joyous occasion, and um, if I actually did film the unboxing, it's not edited yet. I might show a second or two of that uh, on the podcast, but uh, yeah, today yeah. a little teaser, a little, a little teaser. teaser there. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that was really fun, and I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, been making music too, obviously with you, and then in Nilotep we have that song that's uh, we're trying to get it mixed. I think we got like a date on it getting mixed, like next week, I think. Mm. So hopefully that occurs, and we'll get it out here and play that baby. You're gonna drop that on the world. It's gonna be good. You yeah. guys have any gigs lined up? Uh, do I have any gigs lined up? Nilotep? No, Nilotep doesn't have any gigs lined up because it's really at the kind moment studio it's a band? studio thing. Because we did that single, just the two of us in here, and I think we're gonna do that again mm. relatively soon because we've got other yeah. stuff in the pipes, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm feeling good. There's um life in the garden, and my you know wife's got morning sickness a lot. She's, you know, basically feels nauseous most of the time. She's like racing to find this equilibrium of not being too hungry and not being too full. Because if she gets hungry, she gets nauseous. And when she eats too much, it makes her nauseous. So it's like she's like eating small meals all the time. Hmm. And that makes sense because the baby, when it comes out, cries every two hours yeah. for food. So it's like basically she's being pushed onto the baby cycle. proxy for the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, where's it? Where's it? Where is he? Check. Check. Sounds like it. Okay, yeah. So that's my check-in. I'm I'm feeling good. If it checked in? Yeah. Checked in. Checked in. All right, man. So here on the podcast for Empathy and Imagination, we like to invite ideas. We like to think about um, alternative schemes. I like to question stuff, you know. Um. I like to hear stories, too. I know that sometimes you have stories. I don't know if you haven't told a story in a while. Uh, I'm curious if that's a possibility, if you have any written work. I, I mean, I'm trying to just get you on the spot mm, right here. Mm, mm. Other written, than that, stories. other than that, um, I do have a couple of topics. Uh, do, did you have a thought? I'd like to hear a topic. Okay, let's fucking yeah. hear a topic. So this may just n- need to become a regular segment on the show. I'm not quite sure how to work it out yet, but we're just going to do it today. And there's there's a car I'd like to talk to you guys oh, okay. about. Car talk. Yeah, car talk. We get a noise, maybe? I wish I had like a revving sound. How about... Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> Start your engines. Okay. The Workhorse W15. Ah. Where have I heard this before? I don't know. Wh- wh- where have you heard it? This is like a truck. Yes, that has everything. Yes, dude. Maybe I looked this up independently. If there's a me. there's now a it's a full size quad cab pickup truck. I got it here in the image. People can see it. Um, well, they can. If the I aim the camera at it, they might yeah. be able to see yeah. it a little better. 
that's probably better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally work. Everything's fine. No, don't go. Don't do that. Okay. Hey, cool. The Workhorse W15. Okay. It looks like a Dodge or Toyota full-size pickup truck quad cab. It's got the dual doors. This and the the uh, the version they actually make will be a little bit more spacious in the back here. It'll be a smidge longer. It's because this is pretty scampy. It's an electric four-wheel drive pickup truck that has an 80-mile all-electric range, and it, it has a generator that charges the battery at a 32 miles per gallon ratio in the city and it under in one tank it's a 400 mile range so you have 80 miles of all electric hmm. and then with the generator you have 310 more and the rate it's pretty ra badass the ratio even if it, in the gas huh. it's burning it's getting way better mileage than anything you'd get oh I see even when it burns gas, it's more efficient. Way more efficient. Who's who makes this? This is it's called Workhorse. It's like a new company. Oh, it, oh okay. this is an electric pickup truck for extended range. So like they're designing this for fleets, like PG&E and shit. Ah. So basically, this is pretty cool, and <laughs> it's out before Tesla and everyone else. Yeah, I Here's thought I thought Tesla would have a pickup truck by now. Uh, seriously, I've been like, Tesla, come on, give us something affordable that people like me could make it make sense. Because I put like 80, 85, 90 bucks every time I fill up my truck. And it's like, it's it happens like every seven or eight days. What's the tank? 25 gallons or something? No, it's like 20, 23, 22. So 100 bucks a week kind of. Um, almost. It's a almost 100 bucks almost. a week. Almost. It's not quite. It's like ninety bucks a week. It, sometimes it's like eighty. So let's call it ninety bucks a week. So, three sixty a you, month. Then you add oil changes on, and you add in like breakdown. Any you know, all the breakdowns engines have, and what that costs over time, and then brakes. Mm hmm. Into a truck payment. Right. For something that you don't buy gas for, like eighty miles, I could do my route. I wouldn't even touch the tank. So you wouldn't really be using gas at all at all because you just get home and recharge it mm -hmm. so you'd pay a little bit your electricity would go up yeah but we have utilities included oh well you're okay you're set so we've got an image here range extender internal combustion engine all-wheel drive front and rear motors a panasonic 18 650 low lithium-ion battery independent rear suspension um, yeah, it's an American. Okay, so Workhorse is an American technology company focused on providing sustainable, cost-effective solutions to the commercial transportation sector. Mm. The W15 chassis sets a new technology standard for fleet vehicle tech. Designed with input from fleets, the W15 is powered by a Panasonic Lion battery pack delivering 80 miles of electric range. Gasoline range extender offers additional range of high-efficiency driving with the W15 comes equipped with an ex external... 7.2 kilowatt power outlet providing up to 30 amps directly from the vehicle battery pack. So what that means is this is now all your power batteries. Mm -hmm. So basically you can run your tools off of your work truck all the time as you go. And they ju it just powers them off when it's off. Hmm. 
that's pretty badass. Uh, it's it's pretty ergonomically designed. Um, you know, it's got a digital dash and touchscreen controls. It's pretty obviously pretty modern. Um, the power export it's like a thirty amp. You just plug in like an RV outlet into this thing, hmm. and run an RV off of it. Wow. Is it uh, is this their first product? No, it's not their first product. Um, I don't know what their first product is. Maybe you could check that out. It's a great question. So here's some specs. Um, and this is of course fun. So, um, 460 horsepower is, is the, uh, translation. And remember that's all, all the wheels to the ground. Mm -hmm. So it's like really fast. Zero to 60. Guess. Uh, 10 seconds. 5.5 seconds. <laughs> wow. So it, it, it drives like a Camaro of, you know, sort of. All electric range, 80 miles. I mean, 310 miles per fuel tank. And a full, a six-foot cab. Uh-huh. Six-foot uh, bed. Six-foot bed mm -hmm. and, and a extended cab. Mm-hmm. It's um, has 12 inches of ground clearance. It weighs 7,200 pounds. You can put 2,200 pounds in the bed, and you can tow 5,000 pounds. Hmm. There's seating for five people. Yeah, 7.2 kilowatt battery. What's the damage on this thing? $52,500. Now... That's pretty cheap. It's really cheap. Considering that's what you pay for a modern truck anyway. That's like not more expensive than like buying a GM, you know, diesel, Sierra, quad cab. It's going to cost more than that. Hmm. $52,500. I was like, doing the math, how long are auto loans? I don't know, nine years sometimes? It comes out yeah. to about 400 bucks a month. Hmm. So it's like... Crunch the numbers on how much you save on gas. It, you basically, if, if I had traded my truck in, I would... And, you know, at the payments for it, it would... We'd be saving money immediately. Hmm. Something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> car, the car segment, uh, the car I, talk. I, thi I think that the 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 truck payment would be less than wear and tear, gas, oil changes, all that. I think it would actually be less than all that hmm. at, at that price point. And that this is an exciting point in like American history. This is like okay, independent yeah, car manufacturers. Like fucking, that's everyone needs this. Everyone wants a quad cab full size pickup that's electric. Everybody. So let's do it. Why not? Because the batteries aren't big enough. It won't go anywhere. Well, you got to give it a generator for now. Okay, fine. Because then you can go camping in it. Yeah. You know, it's like a normal thing. It looks like uh, Workhorse Group's been around since 1998. Holy crap. They have uh, an escort bus. I think they make some buses. They have a camper. Camper? Looks like it. Let me see this camper. Uh, let's see. It just says workhorse. I think it's one of their earlier models. Or some kind of vending oh truck. God. A vending truck or camper, RV, something. Whoop. I guess it's whatever you want it to be. Just a workhorse. Well, like whatever work you need doing, there it is. Huh? That's not what I expected. 
Okay. It looks like an older model, doesn't it? Maybe it that's like just a piece the, uh, of crap. Maybe that's just the the detailing, pink and brown. And then buses. Okay. So they've been around for a while. Okay, that looks more normal. Looks like an '80s bus. That would be awesome to have for uh, the Burning Man. And in November 2016, Workhorse announced that they were working on an electrically powered pickup truck called the W15. Uh, North Carolina's Energy um, Department of Energy, whatever Duke Energy, has stated that it will buy 500 of the vehicles. So yeah, they're selling to the utility. Yeah. Market. Dude, don't you want one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> with a camper shell? Yeah, with yeah. a camper shell. <coughs> or even a cab over camper. Or like, ooh, like, you know the, uh, oh, the Earth Roamers. Earth? Oh, yeah. I have to pull this yeah, up. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about it before, but I'll, I'll pull it up. Earth Roamer. Yeah, like an all-purpose, all-terrain micro bladder. It's like quad quad-wheel drive. Yeah, here I'm gonna get some images. So this here, Earth Roamer. Okay, so this is the hugest one they've ever made. Like that's like freaking enormous. They aren't normally that big. That's pretty cool, but uh, it's usually more like this is more of what I've like used to. So these things are really, really amazing. They are solar powered and it powers a fridge that they have and a conduction cooker, all based on the solar and batteries that it carries. Obviously, there's like all kinds of travel and lift in the suspension. I mean, you can got this bar, you can crash into stuff. I mean, it's obviously very comfortable. King size bed. King size bed. And then there's, a, there's like a 42 inch screen and... It's like basically very comfortable on the inside. I wonder if there's um I got a few images of the inside too, which is really, really cool. Uh, yeah, here we go. Okay, so this, this is what I'm talking about. So you got you know, you're like your dinette here. It's basically good for a couple or a couple and a kid. That'd probably be about it to do like, you know, extended trips more than a week. It's got this um Induction cooker, that's just the one. Runs off the batteries from the solar. You got the sink. You got these cool backsplashes here. You got all this stuff built in. Back here is the bathroom with the shower. But see here, okay, so here's the front. Induction here, you got the king-size bed over top the driving cab. And you can access, you can get in through here. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. Freaking, look at this fridge. It's huge. It's, a, it's like freezer and fridge. Got the crowwave, or maybe that's the oven. All in this little, all in this oh, sick-ass yeah. cab over. So I wonder if they're going to show the, oh, okay. So they have the swing-out kitchen mode where it unclicks from the back and it folds out. And then you have this big outdoor kitchen with uh, multiple burners, uh, the cutting boards, counter space, all this stuff. And it just twists out. And obviously the spare is set in right here. Yeah, I don't know if they're, they're going to show... Um, Images of the of the turlet. How much is an Earth Roamer? Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars would be the what it cost a few years ago for the cheapest one, but now they have one that is. Look at this; it's like crazy bigger, like way bigger. It just has everything. 
And it's it's like an F five fifty. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Galleries. Look at this friggin' thing. That's that's almost too big. That's like you're you're out of the nimble game because the other ones you can still you can really four wheel and you can go anywhere. Yeah. So, so this is kind of what I'm used to the Earthroamer I'm, I'm talking about. You know, it's it's kind of still a standard quad cab truck, full size like F350 or something, but they put the suspension and the bar and the lights. I want to show the bathroom. Oh, okay, here's the yeah wet bath. That's what I'm talking about. You can kind of see it here. So you got the it's a toilet, and there's external access. You just close the the uh, toilet lid, and it's the whole room is basically a shower. A shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, you could live in this thing. And go anywhere if times were tough, right? And say, what if you put that cab machine yeah, on top of the apocalypse. Workhorse 15? Oh, right. And then solar panels recharged also because it's batteries. So it's just a cab? I mean, no, it's just th a they build the whole thing. Earthroamer, they, but I would say no. Sell me just the top part. Uh, okay. I'm going to put it onto this. Right. And then hook up the solar to the, the truck batteries too, obviously. Right, right. That's yeah. All you need Ro could roam the earth, dude. That. All you need then is you need a hydro generator, which you could run on solar or wind. You could do. How do you get over the oceans? <sighs> I guess you just take a ferry, take a boat. You have to wait for the ice age and then go over the Bering Land Sea. Mm. Yeah. Take a northern route. Yeah. Take Did a really internet? northern route. Did the internet go down? No. I still got. I think I still meter zone. Yeah. So, all of our listeners out there, the world has been waiting for an electric pickup truck like this. Yeah. And I'm one of those worlds. And I, I think it's pretty interesting. And I think this is going to change a lot of stuff. I think a lot of power is going to shift, like like abundance, ease of access. You know, once power is free, kind of post-scarcity talk, I really think it's going to shift a lot of the way we think about, like, politics and stuff. Because like what I'm describing, you take you take the. I might need some reverb or echo for this next part. You take like the workhorse 15, and you put the Earth Roamer shell over it, and you got your hydro generator. Basically, you have a dehumidifier that runs off wind or solar or bicycle power, and what it does is it pulls water out of the air, and it can do this in a very low humidity. And it's it works pretty well, and you can drink it, and it's basically distilled water except for the dust, you know, that collects in the process. But, I mean, if you're talking that, you're you're talking that, that that's literally like the Starship Enterprise, like that's a ship. Yeah, it's you know, totally self-contained. It could go anywhere. I mean, in food production, obviously, it can store a lot of food. It's got a fridge on it and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could carry enough food but if you can create your own water and find food as you go or maybe hunt mm. you know a little trapping i just like i just i know huh. I, it's, it's like it's like prepper wet dreams but it's also like pretty incredible <laughs> yeah We've n we haven't prepper. really had that before well you could tow a trailer so either on the top of the the uh camper shell or on the top of the trailer you have like a little garden mm -hmm. maybe you can have some kind of or maybe your trailer is a greenhouse. Mm. There we go. 
and the you know the movement of the wheels gives you some kind of you know moves some turbines inside or whatever I can see that <coughs> so you have like the component so you have the workhorse pickup with the earth roamer shell mm -hmm. and then some kind of other trailer greenhouse with chickens with chickens it, you would have like it'd be yeah. like the farm trailer yeah it'd be basically like a greenhouse that was tough on wheels that had like chairs in it and stuff too so a towable a towable farm mm -hmm. it's collecting its own water it doesn't need lights because it just uses the sun mm -hmm. uh, I would say yeah you could have a couple chickens and you let the chickens out when you stop you know yeah they can run around they're not going anywhere they know where they stop in the middle of the outback or wherever yeah you let them you find some bugs you know let them out they're like pets that would be that's like a movie right there it's <laughs> like a post-apocalyptic movie but a good one I know there's a lot of post-apocalyptic movies. It would Some be like good. It, it would be a post-apocalyptic movie that's sort of all about the uh, the gear, like just yeah. getting psyched about what kind of different <laughs> gear yeah. hookups you have. Well, I mean, there's some of that in all, some of the great ones, like too, like oh, freaking. Uh, what's the most famous one with Is the it gasoline? Twenty-eight days later. Oh, Mad Max. Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the cars. Yeah, yeah. And the toys and that the weapons and stuff, helicopters, the interceptor. It's very geary, you know. Mm -hmm. I didn't haven't seen the new movie. I hear it's. I don't know if it's geary as much as it's more theatrical. Well, yeah, way more of an Did action movie. Yeah, Did Fury, like it? Furry Road. Yeah, was it spelled wrong or something? No, it's just, just funny. Fury just Road, same director, I guess, as the original, but it was like one long action sequence. Yeah. So it sort of had it's it, had its own merits, but it's not as like brainy and and kind of dark and interesting as the first one or the second one whatever road warrior road warrior that's probably the one that you're talking about yeah where he can turn the blower off <laughs> yeah which of course is yeah. impossible I mean, you can't <laughs> do that yeah the ford interceptor you're like oh i gotta i gotta go efficient pew pew i gotta go in silent mode turn the blower off it's like yeah i'm gonna get a few more miles per gallon now with this 500 inch cubic 500 cubic inch V8 with, you know, a thousand cubic feet per minute of carburation. You're like, yeah, we'll turn off the blower. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. So what else is the, I mean, to get the ideal setup, it's like half a mil. Yeah. The earth roamer. But the workhorse itself is pretty cheap. I wonder why 52. it's so cheap. Because they want to sell it to a bunch of people who have small businesses and medium businesses. Just think, I mean... All those you, white trucks. All of them could, could be, be those silver yeah. trucks now. They're all silver. It's right? pretty good. Silver trucks. And then how long does the battery last? Uh, it doesn't say yet, like how many cycles you can expect. Yeah, like how long does the Prius battery last? Like eight years. Mm. But the price will come down in eight years. So it's yeah. my guess is you'll have to, every eight years, you have to pony up like 500 bucks and then 300 yeah, bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, first, I'm surprised Prius Tesla didn't do that. The first Prius, like like the first Prius that needed a new battery, I think it was like seven thousand mm. dollars. And it was like everyone was like, Whoa, <laughs> dude, are you serious? Like, I should have just bought gas. Th this is yeah. crazy. And what are you gonna do with that old battery? You're just gonna put it in the dirt? Wow. Is that what they do? They just put it in a mountain somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. The uh <clears throat> I'm surprised Tesla Tesla didn't didn't do the pickup. They have like the sports car. They have drawings. The minivan. 
the sedan, and then like well, it's a cross. It's a Mack cr- it's a cross. Tr- the Mack truck. Oh, the Mack truck's awesome. I've seen. Have you seen the drawings of the Tesla quad cab pickup truck? No. They look good. They might be fake, you know. No. But it's like, what's the deal? Come on, man. He's like, well, I'm going to Mars. And, yeah, maybe uh, they just did market research and were like, it's, this is already, you know, Dodge has this market or whoever. Yeah, we just got to, you know, let it go maybe. Fuck. Yeah, so. Yeah, so you got to cross this, cross the oceans and get in space somehow with the Earth roamer. Well, they have. Galaxy, you've seen the motorhomes. The galaxy roamer. You've seen the, the uh, you're right, you're on the right track. They, they have the motorhomes that have the holes. And they can go in the water. You could attach that to this, right? And then keep it going. Yeah. And then from there, I think you would need like quadcopter. You need to get like a. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like a, you know, a drone mm-hmm. thing that can like drone arms. You just attach that can lift. They can seven tons or whatever. Uh, uh no, yeah. Or what was it? Seven thousand pounds. Seven thousand pound truck, but with with the camper, that's probably another two thousand pounds. So you're, you know, you're eight. It's got a, it better be you tough. A Harrier, fucking Harrier jet engines on it. You know, I wonder if you vertical ha- takeoff. If you had these engines on the wheels, have those power the blades? Mm-hmm. Would that be enough torque? Mm. I don't know. You would need th- some pretty big blades. So, I mean, fuck yeah, traffic. So, I mean, so you could do it. See, now That's the we're thing, talking. Is the, is now the technology's talking. all there. It just to combine it, it's so expensive to combine all that, but you could absolutely do it. <laughs> yeah. Could you? Oh, man, I can imagine that. that Basically that, all terrain. You know. So you can fly over shit. You can boat in shit. You can drive through shit. Yeah. And you can live in it. And it goes, yeah. It goes everywhere. Just the only limitations are you need to find food and water. Food, just food. Because this, I want to put on a, a, a oh, hydrogen generator. Or, oh, okay. Yeah. I see. So, like, you can pull water out of the air and fill up your tank. Oh, I see. You could also reclaim probably your wastewater. Yeah, you could just do super filtration. There's <laughs> levels. We need to clean the filters and change them. So there's there's levels. There's levels. Huh. And then you could have, yeah, I mean, you could you go anywhere. You know, if it had like treads, some kind of tread mode, then you could go over snow, snow. and super rocky areas in some snow you could do chains <coughs> it would work <coughs> it's crazy that the technology is all there mm-hmm. it's just a matter of putting it all together and having someone to pay for it what would the okay the first one of these that's got a hole and blades that have to fold so you can fit down the road i mean there's got to be some kind of <laughs> right, folding right. there's this big fucking metal block Driving down the road. So, how much would it cost to put quad blades on there that could fly it safely? I have no idea, no clue what I'm, that would. Cost. I'm gonna guess it's not gonna be more than one million dollars. I think one million dollars we could we could for the p- whole thing mm-hmm. for just that. No, for that project. Oh, just for that project. Yeah, for just the the blades part, the drone part, that would probably cost a million dollars. But I don't think it would be more than a million dollars. Probably not. You could use like carbon fiber, this and that. And we would need some design help. That would be probably a good bit of the, the you know, money would be design assistance. Okay, how do we get something that can lift 25,000 pounds and put it on here? Right. 
Does that even does anything like that exist in the military? Do they have those like those avatar planes with two huge I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean they use those the uh Flying Fortress, right? That's mm-hmm. a helicopter, biggest helicopter. No, Flying Fortress is the B fifty two bomber. Okay, there's a there's the navy version of that, which is the Chinook. Which is the uh is that what it is? The Chinook. It's fucking huge. There's dual blades on this mother, and it's like 30 feet long or something like that? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a huge boat. They lift up tanks. Yeah. But not on electric power. See, I no, want this to be electric and solar power. Diesel. Yeah, there's not enough power. So it could be that the electric motors, or maybe it's a glider where like w- you have to build the wings like they're in a little pack. Okay, go with me here. That so, would be so frightening. Yeah. Driving off a cliff. <laughs> so, here we yeah. go. No, you could do a runway where it's yeah, like okay. you have you, you use your electric motors to power blades going instead of vertically, horizontally. So you use some of the weight on the wing instead of having to get all that from the direct power. Right. Maybe that's a better route. But we are still talking about 10,000 pounds. Yeah. So these wings are going to – there's a measurement. You have to know how many, you, you know, the, the wing wingspan. coefficient and base weight and how much, uh, you know, that uh, – you need the wings are going to probably need to be something like 40 or 50 feet each. And they'll probably be like retractable. I think we, I think there is something about gotta, we have to build them or something for wrenches. I don't gotta, know. <laughs> you got to have it fit on the highway. That's the real challenge. So I think that that challenge is it's, there's like a, it's in sections that you have to disassemble. That's mm. the only way it's going to work. But you get, you drive to the airport you pull it out the pack. You you put the wrenches in. You test it, right? You pull and you, you know, and then you fucking turn it on, and this thing starts going. And you can only go maybe ninety knots, one hundred and ten knots, maybe. Yeah. But if you had a big enough wing and enough motor and enough juice, and you got that solar clicking that whole time, it'd be so much easier to do it with like a motorcycle sized thing. Like well, a the, smart you can't car, sleep like, in a yeah, motorcycle. I, know, I, know, I like the, the thing. I like to like you could stand up, cook a meal, store a meal, yeah, sleep. Being like, able to stand up inside. Yeah, that's key. King size bed. I mean, I think that's yeah. like <laughs> I don't know. I think if I was homeless, I would still sleep on a king size bed. I would just drag it with me. I'm a so large. Spread eagle. I'm a large person. Fully spread eagle on the bed, touching <sighs> all four corners. Fuck yeah. Yeah. If I'm on a queen bed, it's it's tough. I feel like I'm balancing on it. <laughs> All right, Earth Roamer, I like it. So yeah, workhorse. We, things more like specifically, workhorse. Well, both them together—that's the topic. Earth Roamer technology on a workhorse fifteen. I bet I I want I want uh, Earth Roamer to buy a few and make a few. That would be my favorite thing. That's almost like worth a letter, like like or like a, an email. That's a video. Go, hey, I'm Drew Clark. Look at this cool idea. Won't you please make a few? I can't afford it, but I bet someone would. Yeah, you know. And they'll go, wow. They'd probably respond. Uh, like, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> now. See, but that now would that you let us know what would that? I love if they made that cost like a hundred grand. If they could somehow like get it down to the bare bones for a hundred, they won't though. They, it's weird because usually you like the technology that that keeps getting cheaper. Like with uh, SpaceX, it keeps getting cheaper. Yeah. But in Earth Roamer, I find every year the price goes up. So it's like it's it seems. I I feel like they're adding features or adding upping the qual the like 
materials that they're using. Yes, and I like the quest of economy in there too. Yes. So it's like, I'm like, maybe I'm like, oh, I sense some sort of gluttony or something going on because it isn't getting cheaper every year or something. Yeah. But maybe that's just like, I have like uh, economism. It's like the drive to improve the product drives the price up rather than making the, the a solid product more efficient, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm because uh, you could easily make both. like a, like a personal autonomous, personal drone taxi or whatever transport transport. Hmm. What is it called? Autonomous Autonomal drone. personal drone transport. Yeah. Autonomous personal drone transport. You could probably make that for like 10 grand. No, it would be more. You could like 3D print it, you know, outsource it, open source it, build a community that wants to work on it mm. so that in terms of actual outlay costs, you're not spending that much. Okay, so you get a group of people who want it. You all join in a bulk buy of base prices and share an expensive 3D printer or something. Yeah, and you sort of, you you do spend most of the time on the design process. Mm-hmm. So a lot of computer software simulations of the of the materials and stuff. Do you think you could build one for $10,000? I think you could design it for $10,000. I think you could build one for $10,000. I don't think so. One carry one person, just a drone able to carry one person. When I think about like 3D printed, you know, parts as much as possible. When I think about magnetic motors, brushless electric motors i think about <coughs> their horsepower and their size and cost ratios mm-hmm. if you previous technology brushed motors they obviously still are good and exist and could function in a cheaper sense maybe in some capacity but probably not cuz you just you basically need a a motor that either there's four of them something weighs like a ton and a half they would need need to be able to lift, you know, six hundred and fifty pounds each or something like that, and mm. and so that means they have to certain have a certain amount of horsepower. I think those motors are still like they still cost like fifty thousand dollars each. Mm. You could three D print the blades, and you could open source like the guidance technology you'd have to right like all the software but i think the motors are going to be like 200, 200 grand actually. just to buy the motors and then the controllers need to be yeah, high swifty you're hauling like 300 pounds it's probably going to be a ton and a half because you have to have has to be well know, yeah yeah right the payload is 300 but the yeah. all the equipment yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. like yeah 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 maybe it's 100 grand then that'd be cool Motorcycle if it was 100 sized. grand You'd make your money back in the first week. Yeah. At Fluber or um, the real lift. Stork. It'd be like a stork. It is like stork. Ooh, stork's a good name. Picks you up, drops you off. Yeah. It would have to be spelled differently, too. It'd be like S-T-O-R-C-K-Y-S-Z. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Stork spelled S-T-R-Y-K. <laughs> Strick. S T Y pronounced stork. stork. Oh, S T U R K. Stork. Stork. I don't know if that's a good idea. Stork. 
Is it the stork? The stork, yeah. Comes, picks you up. Ten mile range. Probably less. Probably, Probably five more. miles. Probably more. I think I think for this Ten price, miles though would get you over you'd get you to San Francisco. I think it could do thirty miles. I think the f- I think Generation One could do thirty miles because of the efficiency so of going in a straight line, like twenty minutes. <sighs> twenty minutes, maybe. yeah. But it's not going to take you to San Luis Obispo. You know, that just not the first model. We need the batteries yeah. to get smaller. It brings you to the top of the, uh, you know, the Salesforce building. Mm-hmm. There would be a chain of those every day oh, yeah. coming from every direction, landing on the Salesforce building. Yep. All these executives in suits, like, oh, I just flew here from Marin in my house. I just stood outside. The yeah. thing got me, and I still came like in a straight adjust, line. still putting his tie yeah. on, and the thing picks him a up. Little shades, he's like putting out a doobie because it's the future, <laughs> right. right? Taking a microdose of acid, putting mm-hmm. out a doobie, mm-hmm. shaving in the air, you know, because there's like, like a an electric razor. There's like a like a fairing that protects you from the wind. He's also vlogging, <laughs> right? In his drone. right, because there's GoPros in the thing, mm-hmm. and you can like tap into it and be mm-hmm. streaming from it. I'm streaming. Here we go. I'm going from here to here. A moment for this, then in a. Okay, I just made. Five thousand likes. Okay, that's three hundred. Uh, just, I just imagine some of those people's lives is just like they're making money every few hours, and yeah, in the realms of Constant thousands stream. of dollars. It's just like, oh my gosh, seems crazy. You got to make it cool to give that money back, or make it cool to use the money for obviously good things. Yeah. I think like the well-being. If you want to talk about society. rights, I think food is a ri- clean food is a right. Yeah, uncontaminated food. Cl- yeah, clean food <coughs> that isn't been tortured or poisoned. Like yeah. clean food, I think is a, a, a right. That's interesting. Rights like uh, the right to the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, maybe they have, maybe there's maybe there should be a right to water, right? Clean water, right to shelter. But then you get into then it starts getting very. I'm not socialist. sure about shelter. I I don't know if I would go shelter. It I think getting very I think socialist. I would start with food and water. I don't know about shelter yet. That we'd have to have way more resources for that. You know what yeah. I mean? I think there could be. I think there could be like, we could open up the way we think about camping. Because the way it works now is, is, is very restrictive. It's like trying to restrict. We could rethink camping a little bit, like where the camp host is like randomly selected by your, like one of the campers or something. So if you go there, you know you might be camp host, and that means you have to re- you're responsible. Oh, right. like something about you have to s- responsibilize it. That's interesting. And then people can stay longer something, something. If you had land, you could open up your own way of doing we that. We could open up. There's Some rules kind of for that now. Some kind of self-maintaining camping zone. They have that. We uh, for hip camp. That's what's going on, and I've tried to use right. it. In this recent time, uh, I booked a site. We paid the gentleman, and the government came in and said, "No, your land is wrong for this. We just found out you have to cancel everything and close down your hip camp. You're zoned incorrectly. Zoning incorrectly. Was it a residential?" He has 40 acres out on Lake Berryessa touching the lake with no, there's not near anything. There's nothing there. Yeah. There's no schools or. It's just the government coming yeah. in saying so you can't do yeah, this. Yeah, we had, it's like, the, yeah, that's the government was like, hey, you can't do that. And I was like, but it's a mutually nourishing community building engagement where we were both parties were pleased. Like, right. No, one well, there wasn't a, like, I was going to make it cleaner than when I left and. 
we were going to give the man some sustenance in the form of monetary funds, and he was going to let us use his space. And No one's being harmed. Not with nothing. It would have been great. Yeah, that's so we need to loosen that kind of stuff up, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe like the whole, I don't know, there's, it, there's like I feel like there's there's room for there to be rules. Like when I think about the government creating regulation, like on a ride today, we're by this huge electric tower thing and there's a big chain link fence. And the sign that says you have to stay three feet away from the antenna because it'll fuck with you it's got bad vibes bro that's what it said mm-hmm. right on it and the fence is nine feet away from where the antenna is so you can't even get three feet to it and there's like right. 12 foot fence chain i mean there's barbed wire like don't fucking come in here mm-hmm. and so, but like so regulation there makes sense to me like yeah because i in get the interest you of the, burn your the public out. safety because kids would be climbing it. If there wasn't the fence in the sign, kids would be kids climbing it. Kids would just be climbing it, yeah. So it's just it's bad vibes for your brain, and it, it's officially been measured that that's the case, so don't do it. Yeah. And so I get that's why they put it way up there. I get that's why there's regulation. You can't just put that in some neighborhood and be like, hey, okay, guys, so right, like, right. we're just going to put this one here because like, they're going to pay me every month. It's going to be rad. Yeah, you know? just industrial yeah. <laughs> right Somebody's next backyard, to your house. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, I will, I'll pay you. I'll pay you uh, $12,000 a month every month for the next well, that 50 years. That makes sense. Years. But if you have 40 acres that abuts a lake and there's nothing around, who, who are you harming? You know? Right. Exactly. So I wanna, I'm want i illustrating that I found that regulation is important. But then it so works the wrong way for so many other things. Like, for example, yes, me trying to open a brewery, there was so much crazy red tape it was just unfollowable and i i had a little nest egg from being a flight attendant and i had an investor to match what i had so and my my parents put in a little totaling we had like 200k and we had this money ready to put down on a lease and equipment to open a brewery we looked at so many spaces and we worked super hard. And a lot of what the trouble was is we spent so much time trying to ask for permission mm. before we would make an offer on a space. Like we did that over and over and over and over. So that you're just waiting. So the, the window of opportunity is gone because you're waiting for permission. Someone else with more money comes in. They go, I'll figure it out later. Here's the cash. And they start paying rent. And then they work out how to make it legal with what they're doing. So it's like it, it, the pay to play is there's levels it's, and it gets really steep. And so really the money that was required to do the business we were thinking about doing was probably more like $500,000 would have probably seemingly been more appropriate, but it's like you burning, you're throwing huge capital waiting for this thing like, closest i got right downtown berkeley or not downtown it was a university in san pablo next to lane splitter there's that they lane splitter owns the building two hours over it has floor drains it used to be a brewery it's it's a good size real high ceilings to the right stage to the right of lane splitter Mm -hmm. it's still available it's still no one's in there is it that eye doctor place maybe 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 it is now anyway it might be next to that next to that okay so we met the guy 
through this broker and he knew him and we talked to them and he's like, oh yeah, I think it could be cool to have a brewery here because the lane splitter guy owned it. And instead of going, man, this is a great idea. Let's go ahead and put down a deposit and we'll make it work. That's not, you can't do that. Instead you go, cool. I have to talk to all these other people to see if we can do anything. And then you just do that over and over. So we went to downtown Berkeley and we wait in line. This very uh, astute gentleman, he was like, quite serious and quite slow speaking and he you could tell that he had been yelled at a lot and he's trying to make things clear to make it easy when he says fuck your dreams bitch hmm. so we're like wait we get a number and we wait in line Damn. and then we have to wait for this old guy to come out and he's like he's got the old book and they're like oh Steve here we got a BL11 and it's like oh okay and he goes back and gets his fucking book and it's like he opens it up and we're like, hey, this building used to be a brewery. We've got the capital. We would like to have a brewery tasting room right here. And Lanesplayer likes the idea. Can we give you the cash today for the permits? And they're like, well, here, let's see. Well, first off, the it's in the it's not, it wasn't zoned incorrectly, but it was like a city planning incorrect an ordinance, some some something about establishments huh. to something else can't have two breweries next to each other but there aren't something. two breweries that there are no breweries there at all right there's none there's not a brewery no there aren't Neither aren't exactly. any. yeah so that's huh. where there's a one missing that would be good beer be per square city block that wasn't some. even it it was like you can't have that type of business there but what you can do is you can go and wait a maximum of 18 months oh while paying rent, and you know it's going to be eighteen months. You could get a, a um a vote to get people to vote to allow it to change. Right, right. So you can wait. You can wait eighteen months for a maybe. Yeah, you can pay rent for eighteen months for a maybe, and that's where regulation is like, okay, guys, like beer. How many beer sicknesses besides over drinking do you hear about? I mean, like if you have mm. a normal amount of beer. How many times has it like gone bad and made you food Well, it's sick? drunk driving. I mean, that. That's not what I mean. I yeah. mean like when have you gotten food poisoning from a beer? Right. You fucking don't because it goes the other way. If you take duck piss and put some cracked grain, cracked sprouted grain in it in the sun and then like it gets sunnier, yeast falls in, it'll literally clean the water out. Mm. And make it drinkable. That's the right. way it, it's like. Right. So all the like, oh well, is this a safe? I mean, can you? Are you sure? Do you have the? If you measured it, it's like, dude, it seems a little way. late for them to be worrying about that. I mean, yeah, beer's been around. It for was a while. the only food for certain periods for like huge groups of people. Yeah, the only food. Yeah. So it's like, dude, this is what like these mushrooms are a huge part of our life, and that's what it is. It's mushrooms. Mm. And it's, you know, depends on how you make the beer, but you can make it super low alcohol, very high protein. And like, it's more like a nutrition shake. I wouldn't taste that good. Yeah. So it's like the, the, the crazy the regulation, regulation there thing. is like, we're, we're off. We've missed, we, somebody missed a step there. So that's like, I think my rant about that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I think regulation has its place, but 
it's a slippery slope because you'd have everything regulated well, okay, or nothing you, regulated. What do you want to be unregulated? What's something you would like for that to happen? I don't like, I mean, drug, drug use. No drugs? Decriminalized and deregulated. Um, I guess drone usage is should be regulated. I don't know. I could see it just getting way out of hand. So it makes sense that traffic is regulated to to an extent, air traffic, because it's <coughs> there's just so many lives and so many it millions makes of dollars. It sense to have it be stake. organized over like an overseer. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Like air traffic yeah, control? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Some some financial things could probably be unregulated. Like what? Um, well, like What's Bitcoin, they want to regulate that shit. They're going to get in involved in regulating crypto. They want to. But I don't see how you can. That sounds like a bad idea. What about like drugs, food? Like uh, pharmaceuticals? You know, regulation of pharmaceuticals, I think, makes some sense. But the way we're doing it seems bad. But I, I think that in the war on drugs, I think it, I think the... The war's over and drugs won. And I think we need to concede a few things and just by basically going, okay, hmm. let's just, here's the open info on how you die if you do it. Here's the open info on how you have an okay time if you do it. Here's the open info to have it be not enough to do anything. Like all the numbers, just make it all open and make everything legal and go, it's your body. See you later. You know, too bad. So I think that would be a good thing to unregulate, but like you know, I, yeah, I like people are talking about they want to put license plates on bicycles, and you or, could like or, get, uh, lose your bike lyrics license stickers on on bicycles. Yeah, <laughs> what do you mean? No, uh, explicit lyrics labels on CDs, music. Oh, you don't like? Remember that, that was a big thing. It that was. was a big issue. Well, I I was like. That's fine, I guess. I mean, it's kind of like R-rated, you know. It's like it's not my culture to worry about that so much, but I see how other cultures could. And I can see how <clears throat> it is. I mean, no, it it's one of those things that it's never going to be a perfect system. But I could see the benefits of having it. You know, like having R-rated and PG, PG-13, mm. X, double X, <coughs> triple H. And C-17. I could see the value in that. And that's not so much regulation, but it's it's like classification. Some kind of oversight. You know, it's classification. It's just coming down from... It's just arbitrary rules coming down from Hollywood. Yeah, I, which I don't agree with. I think like... But we might be seeing... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Portugal. Decriminalized all drugs. Guess what? It's going pretty well. At first, there was there's some extra usage, and then it died down, and now there's like half of the deaths from overdoses is stopped or something like that. Right, crime probably goes down because it's oh huge, huge. It's not even an issue anymore. The fact that half the people stop dying from overdoses from making it legal is like pretty interesting. I bet you that I don't know, but that, that probably happened to prohibition too. Once it was illegal, there's probably way more deaths. And bad you know bad booze and weird shit going on basically like anything that people actually use 
you're going to turn it into a crime if you say they can't use it. It doesn't matter if you think it's good or bad. That's just the recipe for crime. Yeah. It's like say, hey, well, you know, if you use this thing, then we might have to shoot you or, you know, something good. Humans are curious. Mm-hmm. Can't help themselves. Oh, you, you don't want me to do it? I got to find out what that's all about. Yep, that's true. It's true. Um, yeah, it's also like regular, you know, regulation and bailing out, bailing out the airline airlines. Yeah, that was some baloney. Let it it fail. Southwest got money even though they weren't in the hole. Yeah, that's bullshit. But it was fair because all the other companies got money too. And we did get some of that money as flight attendants. Like, it came in a check, sort of. It's crazy. Yeah, so I was a recipient of some of that. So you could blame me, I guess. Or you could ask me for some sort of reparations. It's just like... That's weird. You gotta let uh, let the free market do its thing. And if a business, you know, goes under, it should just go under. Let it be replaced by something that will be better. Yeah. I mean, look at JetBlue. They're like, they're doing it right, right? They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're pretty recent. I guess. I've actually, I don't think I've ever flown them. I know, I've heard a lot about them. It's kind of like, you know, it's fine. <laughs> Is it torturous? It's not horrible. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Southwest can be pretty torturous. Yeah, like and like United, just horror story after horror story. But can't let them can't let them go out of business for some reason. Not sure why. Cut the dead weight. Well, it's because it's all one team. The bi- the big business and big government is one big team. And we see it play out, and they act like it's that's cat and mouse, but it's the same. There's a lot of crossover. Mm-hmm. What's your next topic? Okay, well, let's see here. Talked about the work workhorse. Talked some regulations. I'm trying to get the link here. Strange. If anybody has any questions, feel free to call in. Or if you have any answers, feel free to call in. When in doubt, be weird.
Fresh, trying to keep it real, but I can't keep my hands still. I got this wiggle on with the smoke gone wrong. Fresh. What's going wrong? Oh shit! I speak the truth to you. It's real fresh. I speak the truth to you. Kind of shaky in my chest, real can't fresh. do the rest. I'm not depressed, I just can't distress The magnitude Real of which I can't impress Free flow fresh. is the way to go Never show that you don't know When you gotta flow For show It actually was a free flow That was a that was a flow, ladies and gentlemen. That's under right. Good flow. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Oop. that was one of my topics. Fresh flow. Yeah. Cool. Did you have another topic, or was that that Wait, was it? Um, that was g- fresh give flow. Give me a second. Okay. Give me a second. Uh, could you? Yeah. No worries. No worries. 
final court. 50 years of experience. 50,000 flavors of mayonnaise. No compromises. No refunds. No integrity. Final court. It will be fined. Please help us slide mayonnaise onto food. Final Corp is a sponsor of the podcast for Empathy and Imagination. 50,000 years of experience, 50 trillion flavors of mayonnaise. How many galaxies are we in now? They are in every single galaxy except one, and that is a secret. Oh. So how that's like billions of galaxies. Then. Billions of galaxies. Or millions. Stretching millions and billions of light years. You can franchise your own store of Final Corp mayonnaise today. Thank you, Final Corp. It'll be fine. It will indeed. Okay. Ready? Ready. So, yeah, I guess the the seven stringers guys stopped showing up. Okay. And they stopped emailing and they stopped calling. After they said, we've been waiting for a drummer like you all our lives. Yeah. Huh. So that, that feels kind of weird, I guess. You know, it. I, I'm quick to throw another ad you. out there. It's probably not about mm-hmm. you. I actually think it's not about me. It's probably about them. Yeah. I think it's about them being busy and being parents and having to work. Oh, I didn't know they were parents. Mm-hmm. And they're like not close by either, right? No, they're pretty far. Yeah. Huh. So I don't really take it personally. I'm just like, let's. I'm gonna run a new ad. Yeah. But I might use this song to run the ad in. Oh, I see one of theirs. Well, it's one we kind of made. Cool. We kind of got a couple. So we may have heard this before, but this is sort of like a well. Let's do it. Kind of a. I get. I guess a sending off. I mean, I, I don't feel like we're a band anymore. You know.
And we have lost the internet. Oh. We're down. Poor internet. 